Welcome to the Glory Mountain Church podcast. For more information on our church and ways to support what God is doing here, visit glorymountain.com. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you to the worship team. Thank you for leading us into his presence yeah. and setting an atmosphere. The atmosphere has been set. And welcome to any guests. Welcome to people viewing us online. We set an atmosphere in the natural, in the spiritual, and in the virtual. Amen. Come Amen. Come on. Come on. And I just want to honor the pastors. Thank you for your heart for this church. Thank you for allowing me to speak. I want to say happy birthday to Pastor Deborah. And welcome home. Welcome home. And, you know, you've gotten a glimpse of what it looks like to just to have a glimpse of just relaxation and retirement and what, what that could look like for you. And thank you for your obedience in returning to serve. You know, sometimes we need a vacation from the vacation. And when you're called to such a task that you've been called to, you return to serve. So we bless, bless you and welcome you home. You. Amen. 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 Okay. And I just want to honor my husband. He doesn't know, he doesn't know that I'm going to do this. Um, the Lord says, consecrate yourself, and tomorrow the Lord, God will do a good work. That's what the Word of God says. And, and I just want to thank you for loving me, and I thank you for your patience with me at all costs. And, you know, sometimes they say, you know, they need a, you need a support group for prophetic people, you know, for spouses of pr- prophetic people. And, you know, sometimes it's like, I feel like I have a word from the Lord. And it's like... Did the Lord give you a word about dinner? You know, it's like, like, did he give you a word about that? Like, that's happening too tonight. Yes, it's happening as well. And isn't it so good that we serve a God that is not either or, but yes and, right? It's not either or, but it's yes and. And as Pastor said, I just want to thank every speaker who has come before me. I thank you, Pastor Mike, for your message on I Refuse and for your heart to start this series from the heart. And I thank you, Associate Pastor Mark II. You know, I never heard that title. And, you know, for some of, there's some visiting from the South, and sometimes older women would say, you know, you got to put a handle on my name, right? Miss Pastor, Associate Pastor. So amen. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> for that. So thank you for that message of getting out the ditch. We were blessed to have Mark, um, we, we were blessed to have Brian Havens fly from Seattle, and he gave us the message of we belong to God, and ushering us into his presence, and leading us into those things that we have to give back to the Lord, amen? And then we had the honor of Steve Thiessen last week, he walked us into freedom, and he, he walked us into freedom from a very vulnerable place as he came alongside us with transparency. So we just thank you for your message. And I just honor every speaker that have, has come before me. I'm honored to close this series. So let us pray. Father, we just thank you today. We thank you for every person in this house, every son and daughter. And Lord, we ask that you just set the atmosphere. And Father, let this word that you have given for your sons and daughters come out in in, in such a way that it touches even the one. And Lord, I can do none of this. I am just a vessel, Lord. I am just a vessel. And Lord, I ask that I can only deliver this word with you, Holy Spirit, standing upright and fully in me. So I ask that you have your way. Allow me to communicate this message in gentleness for those who need to feel safe, in power for those who need to feel challenged, and with authority for those who need it seen. And Lord, Holy Spirit, have your way. 
We say, come like a rushing wind and have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, um, you know how you initially, some people said, I want to talk about, um, I said something about prophetic people. And, and you know, we all, um, in the word tells us that we can prophesy. And someone asked me, Camila, why do you think you hear from God? And I think my answer is because I listen. I'm not, there's nothing special about me. You all, we all hear from God and we all have the ability to listen. Okay. So how many of you here are certified in CPR? Like, is there, oh, amen, amen. Thank you for your service. Thank you for taking the time to learn. Thank you for the taking the time to be available at a moment's notice for those in need. Amen. And how many of you here have experienced a heart attack or know someone in your life who has experienced a heart attack? Wow. So we all have been touched by a heart attack or someone that has experienced a heart attack. Amen. So as I started to meditate on this word that the Lord had given me, what the Lord told me was resuscitate their hearts. Okay, resuscitate their hearts. So I, I, I went and I studied heart attacks. And did you know that every year about 790,000 Americans experience a heart attack? That's every 40 seconds someone in this country experiences a heart attack. And one out of five of those heart attacks are silent. There is such a thing as a silent heart attack. And a silent heart attack is a heart attack where there's no symptoms, there's minimal symptoms, or there's unrecognized system. It's still the same as a heart attack. So that means that someone is walking around with minimal symptoms, unaware that they're having a heart attack. And it's like any other heart attack where the blood flow to a section of the heart is temporary blo temporarily blocked, causing scarring and damage. That means that someone is walking around in those 790,000 people that has been scarred and that has been damaged and is unaware, okay? And there are things that happen in the natural and things that happen in the spiritual, amen? And 1 Samuel 16, 7 tells us, man does not see what the Lord sees, for man sees what is visible, but the Lord sees the heart. The Lord sees the heart. So let's just make a declaration as a family this morning. Let's put our hand over our heart and let's say, Jesus sees my heart. Again, Jesus sees my heart. So the title of my message this morning is CPR. Christ's power resuscitates. Christ's power resuscitates. And what does it mean to resuscitate? It means to revive. So we're resuscitating something, we're reviving it. It's new life. We're bringing it forth. We're bringing it back. Amen? So how does CPR look in the natural? How is it initiated? So for an unconscious adult, CPR is initiated as follows. There we go. And some of you that are certified... Have been, has, have been certified in this and, and, and know that these are the steps, amen? The step number one, give 30 chest compressions. Step number two, perform the head, tilt, chin, lift maneuver to open the airway and determine if the patient is breathing. Step number three, before beginning ventilations, Look into the patient's mouth for a foreign body blocking the airway. 
So that's telling me a couple of things, right? That's telling me, number one, that there's 30 chest compressions, so that's going to be uncomfortable, right? That's going to be uncomfortable for the patient. It may not feel good. Number two, that I need to determine if there's breath, if, she's, if he or she is breathing, if there's life inside of you. Number three, I need to determine if there's anything spiritual or in the spiritual or in the natural that is blocking the airway. So there are times during this message where you may feel uncomfortable. There are times in this message where you may lose your breath and there are times in this message where God will breathe specifically on you. And there are times in this message where doors will be closed. So we say, Jesus, anything that is not of you right now, Anything that is not of honoring the Lordship of Christ Jesus, we ask you have no place in here. You are not allowed in this room. You are not allowed past the parking lot. In Jesus' name, amen. Because Matthew 16, 18 tells us that what we bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and what we loosed on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, Jesus sees my heart. Jesus sees my heart. So I'm a word girl, so we're going to have a lot of word today. So we're going to start in Colossians 1, 15 through 20. And some scholars say that this is a poem or hymn declaring the supremacy as Jesus as creator, right? So we establish first things first always, right? We're going to kill any sacred cows in the room. Jesus is the creator. Amen. So Colossians 1.15, and it reads, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things exist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. And then it reads how we're reconciled in Christ. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself. By him were there things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. Jesus sees my heart. So it tells me that we're going to, he's going to re reconcile all things to Jesus, right? And so when I reconcile all things to, to Jesus, I'm reestablishing a right relationship, right? So when I met the two sisters today, that's G Jesus is reestablishing a right relationship with the two of you. That there is a iron sharpening iron, iron with the two of you. That one may see, say, no, it's her. And the other may say, no, it's her. But the spirit of the Lord says that the two of you are together and are being re established and that is the desire of your parents heart that is the desire of your parents heart whether spoken or unspoken you are being reestablished in who you are as sisters amen amen so I'm going to give you three simple tools for any season that you're walking through and I want to say something about seasons. We all go through seasons, and I may be in a different season than you. You may be in a different season than your brother or sister in Christ. But these tools are tools that you can pick up at any time and in any season, because what God has for you is for you. I'm going to say that again. What God has for you is for you. Amen? So... 
Number one, enter boldly into God's presence with praise in the midst of your pruning. Tool number one, enter boldly into God's presence with praise in the midst of your pruning. So Hebrews 10, 19 says, a call to preserve. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly into heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new life and giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who ruled over God's hearts, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. I'm going to read the last part again. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. So that's telling me I can boldly come before the Lord and go right into his presence, right? And that's like a mark. Like I can get on, my, on a mark. So when you want to waste, what do they tell you? On your mark, get set, go. That's a stance that you take in the spirit, right? That you're looking forward and you're marked and you're ready to go. We don't look behind to what's coming. We can boldly enter the, enter, into the presence of the Lord and say, have your way. And the reason why we need to say that in the midst of the pruning is because pruning hurts. Pruning is uncomfortable. But in the midst of your pruning, go before the Lord and enter into his presence. Amen? Because there are things that God will remove instantly and other things God will have us work through as we grow in him. And there's some of you, you're working through a few things as you grow in him. It's hurting as you're growing in him. You're saying, Lord, I'm following you. I'm faithful. I'm showing up. Why aren't you removing this thorn? He's growing you closer to him. Amen. Amen. Because Psalm 91.4 tells us he will cover you with his feathers. You will take refuge under his wings. His faithfulness will be a protective shield. Tool number two. God's word is an anchor in the midst of your preparation. So, so look at this. We talked about being on your mark. We talked about an anchor. And so these are stances of authority, right? Even when you don't feel like it, right? You stand in authority even when it's uncomfortable. You stand in authority even when you're getting hit. You stand in authority even when you're nervous. You stand in authority. There are some of you that deal with acute anxiety, I've dealt with that where I've gone, I've gone to the ER. I feel like I'm having a heart attack and the doctor's like, no, you have anxiety. And we bind anxiety right now in Jesus' name. You stand in authority in the midst of your anxiety. There are some of you that deal with night terrors, debilitating night terrors that are waking you up at night. You stand and you wake up with authority in the midst of the warfare at night. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay. So tool number two. God's word is an anchor in the midst of your preparation. So we're going to go to the book of Jeremiah. And did, did you know that Jeremiah is the longest prophetic book in the Bible? So we know in Jeremiah that he's called, right, in chapter 1. You know, I formed you, I knew you, and I chose you in your mother's womb. And in chapter 1, it says... The Lord tells Jeremiah that he's going to experience persecution and opposition. He tells him up front, yeah. right? I know you, but it's going to be hard for you. And there's a part where, he's, where it says, 
he encourages him and, said, and says, Jeremiah 1.8, do not be afraid of anyone, for I will be with you to rescue you. This is the Lord's declaration. So the only protection Jeremiah had was God's promise to watch over him. And just because Jeremiah was called to such a prophetic task did not mean that he was going to experience persecution in times of high stress as a leader. There are some of you that are in leadership positions, whether in the service, uh, in the military, in your job, that does not mean that you are not called because you are in high stress and are experiencing persecution. It may be, it may be showing you that's why you're called. <laughs> Amen? So, so if I look at it, my husband and I have a business, right? We're called to be entrepreneurs, but we do experience per- persecution. We do have, we are called to steward many different people. And just because we're having challenges and building culture and going through reorganization doesn't mean that we're not called to be entrepreneurs, right? It's, it doesn't mean that. And in the midst of that, you stand. Moms, there's some of you that it's hard for you as a new mom. It doesn't mean you're not called to be a mom. It's hard for you parenting teenagers in this new season because you've never parented a teenager before. That doesn't mean that you're not called. And we're on a college campus. When you're in high school and you get, you know, you get the syllabus from the, um, from the teacher at the beginning of the semester and you're mid, mid-semester and, and it's, getting, it's a challenge for you, it doesn't mean that you're not called to be in college. It doesn't mean that you're not called as a student. These are things that we stand in and knowing. And this is what the Lord told Jeremiah. And Jeremiah was fatigued. It's okay to be fatigued because, and parents can understand this, it was a burden for him to carry the word. Because let's be clear, in the Bible, no one was excited to see the prophet. Like no one was excited to hear truth and tell me about myself. You know, it wasn't like that. You know, think about Daniel when he went before the king. Like this this wasn't something that was, um, you know, there was like a positioning of, oh, here they come, let's honor him. You know, it wasn't like that. Um, so let's go to Jeremiah 12.1. So this is Jeremiah, and he's fatigued, and he goes before the Lord. And he says, you will be righteous, Lord, even if I bring a case against you. Yeah, I wish to contend with you, right? That's pretty bold. <laughs> this is Jeremiah telling the Lord, I wish to contend with you. Why does the way of the wicked prosper? Why do all of the treacherous live at ease? You planted them and they have taken root. They have grown and produced fruit. You are ever on their lips, but far from their conscience. So he's seeing, you, you, you know, you're seeing someone who's not as faithful as you are. You're seeing someone who isn't as obedient as you are and they're growing. And this is Jeremiah saying, You are ever on their lips, but far from their conscience. As for you, Lord, you know me. You see me. You test whether my heart is with you. So he's like, that's them, but you are continually testing me and pruning me, and I've proven myself worthy. Why are they winning? Drag the, drag the wicked away like sheep to slaughter and set them apart for the day of killing. So that's savage, right? He's like, they're the problem, kill them. <laughs> like, who says that? This, this is Jeremiah. This is in God's word. 
And this is God's answer to Jeremiah in 12.5. So like the Lord, so gentle, but so clear. So in Jeremiah 12.5, this is God's answer. If you have raced with men on foot and they have worn you out, how can you compete with horses? If you stumble in safe country, how will you manage in the thickets of the Jordan? Do you know what the Lord's saying to Jeremiah in that, in that response? This isn't anything. Suck it up. I called you. I told you back in chapter one. I know where I'm taking you. This isn't anything. I choose you, Jeremiah. I choose you. There is no way around persecution, but there is a way through it. Look to the Lord for strength and the vindication he will reveal to you. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. There's something so powerful in waiting. Waiting on what God's going to do. You know, I have a three by five card in my bathroom and it says, I will wait well. And it's just as still as I am in the quiet of my home and I wait on the Lord. I'll wait here as well. Okay. Tool number three. God has opened the window of heaven to pour you out a blessing. God has opened the window of heaven to pour you out a blessing. And in Revelation 4.1, it reads, Then as I looked, I saw a door standing open in heaven. And the same voice I had heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast. The voice said, come up here. And I will show you what must happen after this. Come up here. And I will show you what must happen after this. So Lord, we just say, tell us what will happen after this, Holy Spirit. Thank you for the glory cloud that you have in this place. Thank you for the foundation of Glory Mountain. Holy Spirit, we say, tell us what's going to happen after this. Only you know, Father. Only you know the needs of every heart here. Only you know how they have been tenderized. Only you know how they have been damaged. Only you know how they have been grieving. And Lord, we say, show us what must happen after this. If I can have the worship team come up, please. And so what it's saying when, when the Lord opens heaven is that anything is possible. That through his word, through revelation, everything and anything is possible. Because what we bind on earth, we bind in heaven. And what we loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And that is where his glory is revealed. Amen. So, Lord, we just say reveal your glory to us today. Because this is where the overflow is. Amen. Amen. So we thank you, Lord.
We thank you for everything that we are, you are doing today. And Lord, we just say, what do you want to say? Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we say, what do you want to say to every son and daughter here, whether individually or corporately? Holy Spirit. Helen, God sees your heart, Helen. Amen. God knows who you are. You know, in recovery, they have something called a geographic. It's like, oh, I'm dealing with this. I'm going to move over here and everything's going to change. But for you, this is not a geographic of you wanting everything to change. This is a geographic of you being planted. And Lord, and, and Lord, just tell her what she wants. And the, the Lord says, he's, you're like an olive tree for your family. And then this olive tree is, is, is steep. And the reason why it's an olive tree, olive tree is because it's an olive tree of forgiveness. Amen. That who you are in the spirit and who you are as a spiritual mother and a spiritual grandmother, the legacy and the foundation that you are pouring out, your children's children's children will grab from that branch. Amen. And they will grab from the branch of my, of my grandmother, Helen, and will extend an olive tree when it's necessary and will learn how to forgive when it's necessary and will learn how to go before the throne of God when it's necessary but the Lord says the first olive tree you need to extend is to yourself and I just stand here and I say I am sorry the Lord says he is sorry for every word that has been spoken over you that is not who you are. You are called to San Diego. You are called to San Marcos. You are called to this region for such a time as this in 1 Samuel, we just see how devotional Abigail was. You know, she, she, she went before David, you know, and she contended for her husband. And this is not a word to you about your husband, but this is a word to you about your family, of how you go before the Lord and you contend for them. And in proper time, she was rewarded. Amen. So I bless you today for the rewards that are coming to you in the natural and the spiritual. I bless you today for the authority and the stance that you take in the family. I bless you today for in your quiet time, how God will give you wisdom to pray for your family. And you are truly forgiven, Helen. You are truly forgiven. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sir, in the... Um, with the, with the headphones on. I don't know if you're working. Yes. Um, oh, I don't know if you're working, if you can stand or no. Yeah, okay. Okay. So you are such a tall gentleman. I was actually talking to your wife and um, I was looking for you. And at, in that moment, you were behind, behind the camera and I was looking for you, but you were sitting down behind the camera and I, and I said, oh, where is he? He's not here. And she said, Oh, he's right over there. And I, and I told her, oh, I, I was looking for the tallest man in the room. And immediately the Lord told me, you're looking for how tall he is in the natural. I want you to look how tall he is in the spirit. And your authority of who you are, you've learned that in terms of being tall, right? There are things you have to learn as a tall man, right? Like your body referencing, you don't want to stand over people. I have a 21-year-old son, and we, when he kind of went through adolescence, there's this term like he's starting to feel himself, right? And that means that he's starting to know the stature that he possesses and growing into a man. And I speak over you that you start to feel yourself in the spirit, that the adolescent spiritually that you're going through, the adolescent spiritually where you're growing and learning how to be tall in the spirit, 
God is positioning you for something great. And the spirit of the Lord says that you're very comfortable behind the lens, but you are not behind, you're not called to be behind the lens. You are the lens. You are the lens. You have an anointing of an intercessor. And a lot of times people think intercessor, intercessory is very feminine, but you are called as an intercessor to pray in the spirit. Don't be afraid of praying over people and thinking who you are in the natural and your tallness is too much for them as you pray. This is who you are. And I just say yes and amen for everything the Lord has, has called you to. I say yes and amen for the reconciliation that has happened in your family. I say yes and amen to who you are as a leader in your household. And I just say, Lord, pour out your glory on this man. Pour out on everything that you have called him to be. I bless this adolescent spiritual stage that he is in because you are growing him in the spirit in such a mighty way. And who he is in the natural will grow and it will grow and it will grow and you'll be like a beanstalk in the spirit moving over people amen and you will be as comfortable in the spirit of who you are as who you are in the natural amen amen thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord holy spirit thank you lord holy spirit thank you lord holy spirit holy spirit thank you lord eva hi sweet girl The Lord just loves you. He just loves your heart. This is a season of launching for you these next few years of high school. And there's something about family. Being proud of the family that you are in and being proud of the family that you are extended to. And I bless every man and woman that is coming into your life in this season because your parents are in a season where they're preparing you for what's next. They're preparing you for after high school. They're preparing you for when they're not around. And so we say yes and amen to you establishing your own relationship with the Lord. Amen. Whether, that's be, whether that is godly woman on social media, whether that is a podcast that you listen to for yourself, the Lord sees a quiet time where you sit with him and you're like, well, what do I do? And he's like, just that. Because I love you, sweet girl. And you are prepared to launch, amen? So we just say thank you, Lord, for everything that you are doing in this house. We say thank you, Lord, that you have tenderized hearts. We say thank you, Lord, that this is what CPR is, right? This is what we do in the house of God, that it is a hospital where things are birthed, where people are healed, where we can be truly transparent and be safe in the presence of God. Amen. So whatever is on your heart today, whatever tenderness you're having, whatever uncomfortableness you're feeling, this is when you bring it before the Lord. This is when you're like Jeremiah and you're say, Father, I wish to contend with you. You've made this place for me to contend with you. Have your way. Because remember, it's uncomfortable, but he leads you. He leads you. There's breath now and he's breathing on you. 
The Holy Spirit is breathing on you right now for everything he wants to do in you. And as he breathes on you, he's closing doors, amen? He's closing doors. So we thank you, Lord. If we can all stand, please. And so, Father, we just thank you. We thank you for this message that you have given. Only you have given this message. Only you have given this word, Holy Spirit. And we say yes and amen to every son and daughter that is here, that this is a safe place and this is a stance. And now that these hearts are healed, and now that these hearts have been reconciled back to you, and now that we've established certain things, we speak to the power in every man and woman in this room. We speak to the authority that they have been given. We say sharpen the arrows, Holy Spirit. We say no more. This is their authority. This is their rightful place. This is their zahak. This is the Hebrew word that means war cry. This is their cry out to you. This is what they say they are. This is who you say they are. They are unapologetic. No more false humility. No more shrinking back. No more warring at night. This is a day that you have been called to war, to stand, to be present in the fullness of who God is and the fullness of who he says you are. Amen? So, Lord, we thank you that we you have opened heaven. And Holy Spirit, we thank you that a blessing has been poured. Amen? God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today and being a vital part of what God is doing in His people. We hope that this message impacted you and that you were blessed. We would love to connect with you about this message and what God is doing in your heart. You can email us at info at glorymountain.com or visit our website, glorymountain.com. You can also give online to support what God is doing at Glory Mountain. Have a blessed week.